We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaito Shaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. Hello, and welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. This one is going to be a little different for us. In keeping with what we're doing here in season five of the show, it's about a place. But this one isn't open just yet. Still, there's a solid reason we're putting out this podcast. San Francisco is about to get its first new LGBTQ bar in a long, long time. You might cynically think, but queer bars are supposed to close here in the city. It sure did seem that way for the past decade or so. But now, Malia Spaniel is changing that. Malia doesn't quite have an opening date yet for Mother, but she promises it'll be soon. We'll do what we can to get that to you in part two next week. For now, here's Malia. I am from Honolulu, Hawaii, and and I left as soon as I could. I, I came to college and I went to Arizona State University and it was not for me. And okay. I visited a friend here. Is that in Tempe? Yes. Okay, Tempe, yeah, 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 yeah. And I visited a friend here and I instantly fell in love and I moved here. I transferred. What year was and that? And this was, I got here right before the 1989 earthquake. Okay. Yep. So in 89, before in the 89, earthquake. Yes, like a, two months before. I'm just going to, like, spitball, did you transfer to SF State? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I have a degree in marine biology. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, There's just this thing, and maybe it just makes sense, but, like, we've had 200-ish guests on the show, and something like 75% of them went to state. And I, I went to state, so. Beautiful. It's just, it's not a bad way to be drawn in. No. Apparently. No. Yeah. Um, what was it about, back in 89, what was it about San Francisco? I mean, was, was State a big part of it? Or you know, you know, no, not at all. It was, uh, I was, you know, out and big, fat, gay, and looking for my people and didn't even know who my people were, hmm. and uh, didn't feel at home at Arizona State at all and came here and a friend of mine took me out to i don't even remember it was like club skirts or code blue and it was just like this warehouse full of women and i was like what <laughs> did you pinch yourself like i immediately i went home and i, I transferred i immediately yeah. was like nope i'm done oh yeah I'm, I'm i'm changing schools i need i need to come to san francisco yeah yeah that gave you a base like a reason to be here yes. kind of thing uh-huh. or i mean i always knew i mean uh, I had to do college. It, right. it was, you know, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, so you moved here. It's I moved 89. Here. It's 89. You can talk about the earthquake if you want. I mean, I was at school. It was really weird, but I lived a block up from Castro. I lived on Market a block up from Castro. Okay. In this old, old apartment on the fourth floor. And um, it was total chaos. There was no mm. power. There's no phones at that point. Right. Um, no communication. We're not talking there weren't cell phones. There weren't There weren't phones. phones. Yeah. Nothing yeah. was working. There's no communication. We have no idea what's going on. Right. And the Castro was amazing. It mm. was 
everyone brought out their boomboxes. There was there's street parties on the corner. Uh, Cliff's Variety was letting people in the store one by one with flashlights. Amazing. Um, you know, the corner stores were open. They were doing. Everyone was doing the best they could to like get the word out there and to and get people to have what they needed. Yeah. yeah. Also, it was a party. That's amazing, and I'm also thinking like the Castro at the end of the '80s was tight knit yeah. and had already been going through some massive shit. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that didn't hurt. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so uh, so that's the earthquake. That was the earthquake. But then you're like, okay, I'm I'm here. I'm going to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? Like, I know I didn't have a plan, really, in my life until, like, yesterday. So, like, did you did you think you'd stay? Did you did you have a plan? Or I had no plan. Right. I mean, you know, day to day. Uh, semester by semester. Yeah. Um, I got a job in a restaurant. Which one? Uh, it was called Embarco, and it was down on Brandon and the Embarcadero. Okay. It's not there anymore. Yeah. Um, and I worked in the restaurant, um, went to school, started, you know, exploring the town, meeting friends, doing the things. How'd you get around? I had a motorcycle. Yes. so good. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I had a motorcycle for a lot of years. That was my main mode of transportation. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, just looking for my people, looking to figure out who I am, roaming around town. Yeah. Were you like... Uh, you don't, we don't have to get into exactly how old you are, but like, were you college age ish? Yeah, like, when I when I moved to San Francisco, I was when I got here, I was I wasn't twenty one. I was maybe twenty nineteen. 20. Okay. Yeah. So I was oh, little. Okay. Yeah. So just out of high school, yeah. kind of. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so. I mean, I, at some point, I think I don't know if I had a fake ID or you just figured out where to go. But eventually, I turned twenty-one. Yeah, that didn't yeah. didn't take long. It didn't take long. Yeah. yeah, and you had people. You had a community. So yeah. you you went looking for your people. You found your people. I found my people. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was a great time to be gay. The nineties. In San Francisco. In San Francisco specifically, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I hear that a lot. Yeah. I wasn't quite here yet. It was amazing. Okay. Uh, there was a tiny little cafe called uh, The Bearded Lady. Red Door is The Bearded Lady. And all the cool kids worked there and went there. And Where I was, was it? It was on 14th uh, and between Guerrero and Valencia. It's right across the street from Box Dog. And now it oh. is uh, Dreamers and Make Believers Hair Salon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I would go in there and I didn't know anyone's I'd sit by myself and like just just be amazed and I you know I didn't drink coffee at that point so I would I I felt like ordering a tea just wasn't good for (laughs) I don't know I don't know I didn't you you know it's like I I, you know I had to be the tough guy so it's like I had to learn how to drink shots of espresso oh yeah (laughs) so yeah Nice. That, yeah. was the, that was so the 90s. I would hang out. Yeah, hang out at the bearded lady, and I mean, there was there was so much going on. Yeah. It was it was. I uh, found an old uh, like a date book of mine from 1997. Okay. And it was every week, every, every all nights of the week, there was something going on. There were bands. There were clubs. And if there weren't, there wasn't a band or a club, then we would just go to a bar. I mean, there was. Constant art, art shows, art shows, yeah. spoken word. Openings. I mean, all kinds of things. Yes, yeah. House parties, renegade 
you know warehouse parties street parties yeah all of it were you hanging out mostly in that in the mission I was mostly Castro? in the mission okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. mostly in the mission yeah. yeah I mean people so I I moved here in 2000 uh, I, I know what the mission used to be like um, people who maybe come here today for the first time would have no idea the Valencia Street was dirty correct yeah it was t- two lanes, of, so four lanes. Um, it was dirty. It was full of dirty little bars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great. And the entire neighborhood kind of felt like that. I yeah. Say. Or not maybe the entire, but like, you know, a, a, a big chunk of it. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, there were artists and punks and, you know, Poets. just. Yeah. Everyone. All, all of them. Bartenders. Oh, the bartenders. <laughs> yeah, waiters and so, you know, right. all service of it. industry mm-hmm. folks. Yep. Uh, blue collar. Yes. Art. Um, okay. So because I'm learning, I'm meeting you. Uh-huh. I'm learning a little bit about you. So there's there's what I know that you do, but then are there any gaps? How did you? Oh, how did I get from this place, point A to point B? From from San Francisco I would say State to you know I, I have. Did. Let's see. So working in a restaurant, you know, then uh, took a second job working in a billiard hall. Okay. Uh, also, what? almost extinct. There yes. aren't too many of those left. No, no. Okay. Uh, and then I got a job in a dildo factory. Okay. Did that for a long time. Here uh, in the city? or Here in the city. It's, okay. it's now moved to Austin, but it was here mm. in the city. It was right on... <laughs> like all, like all yeah. businesses do. <laughs> it was on uh, 20th and Bryant. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, I was living in Hayes Valley at the time, and mm. a bunch of us would drive in my friend's... God, it was like a 1978 Firebird. A T-top Firebird. What? I was just about yeah. to ask T-top. And it was her dad's. And No way. And she would always be like, let's drive down Valencia. And it was a long way to get to the dildo factory, but right. we could potentially pass like random dykes on the street. So it's like, let's just take the long way and drive down Valencia and see what we can see. Yeah, let's go on Dyke Safari. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, it was a good time. And then, uh, you know, I got introduced to bookkeeping through that job and started doing bookkeeping and helping my friends do taxes and learning about small businesses in town and, uh, yeah, doing the ta- taxes for tattoo artists and hairstylists and strippers and... You know, it's a skill you walkers. picked up at that job, and yes. then you're just like, "Hey, everybody, I know how to do this thing." Yeah, they needed help bookkeeping, and then I lost that job, and I was like, "Well, I, I know how to. I can do this. I can do taxes. I can do bookkeeping." And I just learned, and I just started learning. That's awesome, and it made up for not having that job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, um, and it allowed me to skills have a skills. flexible schedule. I could do whatever mm-hmm. I wanted, and I started helping out friends who had businesses and get their books set up and do all those things, and. Uh, you know, eventually I wanted my own business, and so a friend and I and I got together and we bought Pops. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's point B. Yes. Let's and say. So Pops was <laughs> 2003. Three. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. I was going to ask where yes. you know where we were on the timeline. Yeah. 2003. So, okay. Yeah. 
Um, did you, was that scary? I mean, you, you had some knowledge, but you hadn't done this before. You know, it was, I mean, I've worked in, bar, I was in bars and restaurants mm-hmm. for most of my life, and um, there's a huge learning curve, especially on 24th Street, but um, hmm. we figure it out, and it was great. I don't want a desk job. Right. I don't want to, you know, so this was the best thing for me. I got to learn really learn yeah yeah you is this how you met tuffy yes this is how you know tuffy because I, I know he, I know, yeah he, he shared, would come in yeah. he was working at the park side i think right then he would come into pops and eventually he became the manager of pops right mm-hmm. yeah he had a good um it was one of the world series stories from pops yeah, we, we all have one. lots of stories about Pops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I How learned long? a lot about myself there. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, you know, I remember walking in on my bicycle with, like, someone's tax returns in my hands, and... I walk up the ramp with my bike, and there's some guy about to take a piss in the photo booth. Oh! And I'm like, oh, god damn it! Put my bike down, throw the taxes down, grab him by the back of the the scruff of his neck, like the back of his shirt, and just drag him on the ground out the door into the gutter was really poorly built, and there was always this like puddle that was just right outside of pops. And I just remember dragging him in and just throwing him in the puddle. And I was like, fuck off. And that's justice in a way, because that I, puddle I was that probably... That was I thought that that was actually fair. Probably it was a fair At trade. least 50% piss in that puddle? Oh, God, I don't... At know. least. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay, that's yeah. quite a different story than uh, Tuffy's World Series <laughs> celebration. <laughs> but that's... Yeah, you know, yeah. The, exper- the experience is what, yeah. it, what it is. Yeah. So how long were you I was running at, that I was place? at Pops for 13, 10 years, to 2013. But 03 to 13. At 2007, I had an opportunity, and I found out about Parkside. Okay. And um, Parkside was an opportunity. And I didn't know, I didn't understand it at the time. I understand it now a little bit more, but... Um, it has more opportunities. You know, I have a kitchen, I have a stage, I have an outdoor patio, I have more room, I have more opportunities. Um, Pops is very small, you know, yes. it's very limited and small. Yes, um, it's, a bar. it's a bar. It's a bar, yeah. it's a bar. And um, and I thought I, I, I needed a change and I wanted to go out on my own. And so I got Parkside. You mentioned 24th Street. It's not 24th Street over here. It's not. It's not. It's and different. it was way more. It's very different. It was way more blue collar back then. We had, you know, the welding shop next door. We had auto body shops. We had a bunch of just blue collar workers mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My uh, this would this would overlap with my moving to the city, which I said uh, 2000. Um, bottom of the hill I would come over to this area yeah. and then I was like I, you know, I'd come for the shows and then I'd be like oh there's Connecticut Yankee there's Parkside there's like, like there's some other stuff over here and slowly kind of learned this area that maybe before 07 but then I was like oh there's this little pocket over yeah. there that's great now there's a Whole Foods <laughs> where isn't there a Whole Foods uh, yeah so okay, so so 
What was the opportunity here then? So what? how did you come in here? Well, you know, uh, let's see, how do I explain this? Pops, Pops was great because I found community. I found people. I found a crew. I found, I, you know, they found their crew. The people that came to Pops found their crew. Like, it was this community that was built around a bar. Right. And, um, and I liked that. And I was able to build a community here. And now, the thing about Pops is that every, like, it, sometimes it was just depressing. Mm. Because you have the same people coming in every day mm. as soon as you open. Mm -hmm. And they'd be there for hours. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, Pops is great, but it was just kind of a one-trick pony. Mm. It was like, it's just a bar. And just so, a bar, yeah, yeah. It's just a bar. Although there was that nothing one time... Nothing against just bars. Not, not, nothing at all, but, I, you know, this presented an opportunity. Okay, so once right. at Pops, uh, Mickey Reyes, got bless his soul, um, he did this thing where he arranged to have Hightower, who was the loudest metal band I can think of, pull up on a flatbed truck. Okay. And they dropped the sides, and they had a generator... And they started playing in front of the bar. Wow. Just cranked. Yeah. Car alarms are going off. Right. Traffic is blocked because one lane is, is blocked from this truck. Yeah. And they just did four, five, six songs. And then they put the sides back up and they just drove Took off. off. Yeah. And it was beautiful. I was just going to say, like, um, you know, a lot of people might see things like that as disruption. I was just, I just spent uh, the first half of October in New Orleans and... That kind of thing is just kind of it just happens yeah. there. It also it's, wasn't at new. It wasn't at midnight. It, this was like at, it was still lit. Right. This is like at six, five. Yeah, it was lit. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Is like it's if it, even if you don't like the music or the art, it's still art, and people are expressing, and it's a it's a thing. It's a it's a happening. Exactly. And it's you know it's fifteen minutes. It's twenty minutes. Yeah. It's something different. Yeah, that's so fun. Just, just let's just be thrown out of our comfort zone for, for a few minutes. And again, and also Twenty Fourth Street. I got to bring you back to Twenty Fourth Street. Like so much, it's the center of a community. Yeah. It's a thoroughfare, yeah. but it's like so much stuff happens yes. there. Carnival, lowrider shows. Like, it is. I I I love still. Twenty Fourth Street. It's always been special. Yeah. To me, and it's still. <laughs> I mean, they got great grocery asking? stores and they got the best burritos in town, but I'm not going to tell you which place that is. You can't. I won't. You, yeah. Mm -mm. Well, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so 07, you said? So 07, I get Parkside, and it presented but, an but opportunity. And you, I still but had you were still had okay. Yes. Okay. And so it presented an opportunity because I had the ability to do music, to host events, to have a kitchen, to, you know, to push expand. even more, yeah. to expand, to, to try something new. Um, I'm not familiar with the f the previous owners. Did they just one out or? Yeah, they just. I think they, there was time. Uh, oh, uh, one of them became the maker of uh, Batter Blaster. Do you know that? Batter Blaster. It's uh, an, like an aerosol can of like pancake mix. <laughs> it sounds brilliant. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And random Mike and, as Mike and John. Okay. Mike and John. Okay. Yeah. So so um. I asked if Pops was scary to open, and, and 
You said well, maybe just a little bit, but you but you knew. You you know where? I mean, it's a bar. Right. It's a bar. Was this intimidating? Because it was so much more. Anything different is intimidating. Right. You know. Right. Again, get thrown out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Any anything is anything is hard. Do you like getting thrown out of your comfort zone? Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) You did say you've learned about yourself, so. Uh Well, you know, at some point, having pops, I realized I don't, I I didn't know how to to fight. I've never been in a fight. I've never experienced, like, Mm. a physical altercation. I'm just, Mm. you know. And You just dragged people into the puddle. I I did, (laughs) yes. I also, Which I love. Sometimes I get a... Well, I mean, you're, he's peeing in the yeah, photo no. booth. Who's going to clean it up? Yeah. Photo booths are safe. There's one here. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, he's... I, yeah. Okay. I don't want to clean it up. No. Frank did puke at the bar, and I made him clean it up if he wanted to stay. Mm. And he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's another story. Okay. Um, so I had to learn how to fight. And I was... I needed self... I felt like I needed some sort of self-defense. Um, and so I started uh, learning Muay Thai. Uh, when I Googled your name, that came up a lot. <laughs> okay. So, let's yeah, talk about so, that. Um, so I started le- learning Muay Thai, I think it was maybe 2007. Oh, yeah, right when, right when this was happening as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I fell in love with it. It was great. It was an awesome sport. And... Um, so I started doing Muay Thai, practicing that, and and then my coach was like, oh, you want to fight? And I was like, okay. So I started fighting, you know, and competing at the amateur level, and it was it was great. It's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. Is that why your name comes up when I Google? Well, with Muay Thai. Yes, okay. probably. Okay. Oh, what'd you come up with? <laughs> well, from, I didn't read all that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah um, but then I ended up. Uh, my coach asked me. I think it was like 2007, 2008. Yeah. Uh, he was like, I want to open a gym. Can you help me? Mm. And so I said, okay. So I have that's a Muay Thai probably, gym. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so now I yes. So I have a gym with my coach. So you're like I I, I entrepreneur like kind of has a bad word. Is a bad word? It is a bad word. But it, what it means I feel like is not necessarily always bad. I think a lot of artists need to be entrepreneurial for their art. I. But okay, so scratch all that. Yeah. But like bi- business, 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 yes. Business is business, not, yes. a, not necessarily a dirty word. Yeah. Okay, so 07 was both this place and your and started new training adventure. Muay Thai. Okay. Um, so that was just training Muay Thai and, and then starting this. And I mean, there was definitely a learning curve here. Um, I had a lot of help. Definitely had a lot of help. Uh, yeah. Was there like already a uh, someone to book bands? There was someone already booking bands, but I brought in a booker. Her name oh. was Audra, Audra okay. Morse, and she was fucking great. Okay. Yeah, she 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 brought in all the talent. Yeah. Yeah. For is she still around or? She's not. But okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So I guess walk us through. So where the are 15, we? We're, 15 I mean, years now. 15 years of the Parkside. The Parkside. So is that and Muay Thai for and and having a kid maybe mostly what you did for fifteen that years? That is mostly what I did for fifteen okay. years. Okay. Uh, which was that's a big more chunk of time. Enough. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Absolutely, it's a lot. Uh, I mean, I've had random forays into little things here and sure. there, but for the most part, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an entire. This keeping this ship afloat is an is a 
daily work in progress. It's insane. It's a lot of work. That was Malia Spaniel, owner of The Parkside. Check back next week to hear all about Mother Bar, soon to open as San Francisco's newest women and femme-centered queer bar. Part two drops next Tuesday. Music for Storied San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fifth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.